Hello, everyone. This is the Easy Allies Podcast. I'm your moderator, Kyle Bossman, and joining us this week, Bradley Ellis. Ka-ka! Daniel Bloodworth. <laughs> Three weeks in a row? Yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's it called? The, the uh, hat trick? Hat trick. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, you got a hat I trick. I played dude. hockey. Yep. Congratulations. Did you? Yeah. For years. That's a bomb, dude. <laughs> roller dro- hockey. There was, drop- no ice roller ro- hockey? there was no ice around me. That's even cooler. I grew up in Southern California. Jones knows, man. There's no like ice rinks around me. Brandon Jones. Never played roller hockey in my life. And <laughs> making this all happen, Ian Hink, like 40 weeks in a row. <laughs> okay. uh, we must now play. Glinny's Cauldron. Uh, Jones, you missed this last week. Let me explain everything to you. Our witch friend, Glinny, mm-hmm. she's asked us to help her make a most vile video game. She right. trusts us to collect the ingredients. And so it is our job to go to the strange wizard market every week and to buy one ingredient. Unfortunately, we can only purchase one at a time. Right. So I present you with two options presented by patrons, and we have to you unanimous. recap what's already in there? Yeah. I can do that. I do that at the end of the podcast. I'll oh, recap okay, okay. what we have. No, I'll do it at the beginning of this one. Right now, Blood, the only thing that's in there is that pressing the start button skips a cutscene. Good. If you're watching a cutscene, you press start, just skips to the end. And I was not here last week, but I yeah. approve of that decision. Okay, great. Great, great, great. <laughs> All right, so here's what we have this week. Radioactive Magic is selling the interact button to talk to an NPC is the same button as use consumable item, yes. which is a precious resource. <laughs> and Cameron Abad is selling... You have a 1% chance to not be able to double jump. Are we trying to make this Just bad? Every that, time you Yeah, most vile. You're trying to make oh, the most 1% vile. 1% to double jump. I'd be so mad. 1% is too small. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's like, what I love about this. Those are a lot of successful double jumps. That's all it takes, Jones. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Think so about if you're yeah, like yeah, a really yeah. intense boss it's fighter. It's going to be the jump forever and you just... It just doesn't work, man. And that one in a hundred. Yeah, I really like the button prompt thing. That is it's yeah, the, the, terrible. The, con- the confirm button being the same as some other awful button is usually pretty terrible. I mean, you haven't even said the third one, so we should. Or is there just oh, two? Should, it's oh, just it's just two. two. Yeah, okay, yeah. well, here's the thing. I'm kind of inclined to go with the jump, though, because the button with the NPC, you can get good at that. You know you, you can. You know what I mean? You can. There is a way if, with patience, yeah. you can completely eliminate that problem from the game, but that double jump yeah. is going to haunt you the whole time. <laughs> What do you think? Are you swayed, Blood? If, I mean, there's difficult platforming. Sure. It's I mean, must, you know? Everyone else is pretty hard in on that. So, yeah. Ian, do you agree? Is there a noise when it goes wrong? <laughs> no. You just you almost think it's your fault. I'm in. Sure. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to see Diamond play a game with that. Oh, my God. Uh, thank you, Cameron. <laughs> We're throwing it into the cauldron. Uh, I like with this bit, as more things get added to it, the, the, the game itself becomes more clear. There's clearly yes. There has to be jumping now. There has yes. to be platforming. I'm assuming it's third person probably, but maybe not. Wait. That's not safe to assume <laughs> yeah. at all. You don't have well, a yeah, cold sure jumping. Right? Oh, an actual thing to throw? Yeah, you should have it like written on paper with an actual cauldron and throw it in. There is space right here then, in the like, shot. Yeah. Stir it. You stir it. I would. <laughs> I would gladly stir get it. Get some dry ice in there. <laughs> yeah, that'd be awesome. <laughs> It's now time for corrections. Begin corrections music, please. Uh, a lot of these are just clarifications. Last week I said Team Cherry is fewer than 10 people. Many people in the comments <laughs> wanted me to know that it's actually three people. One person who does coding, one person who does design, one person who does art, and then fourth, a lot of people say maybe four because one person does music, but Team Cherry is slender. It's been, it's been made clear. That's I know now. Nice. Um, uh, 
kick some cheese tonight appeared in the very first Easy Eyes podcast. Yeah. That was our that was our sign off at the very end of that podcast. Never returned. Couldn't say it was a popular meme, but it was a it was a nice moment for sure. Uh, finally. Uh, oh, I was talking about Arika's credentials as a developer, but I did not point out that they developed the Tetris The Grand Master games, and that was on me. I should have mentioned that. Should have scrolled up a little higher on Wikipedia. And corrections music. That's extremely relevant. Hey, they made Tetris The Grand Master, and now they're back doing Tetris 99. I have not heard of that game, so... It's an arcade game, uh, okay. primarily. And that's the one where if you're watching, like, speedruns, or like like a, a GDQ, they're playing the Grandmaster. Okay, they're playing that hardcore arcade Tetris. Uh, I need to make this clear often, and and we're in another position right now. Uh, I love to start the podcast with game announcements. You know, <laughs> I love it. Uh, most of the time, they just don't do that before we record the podcast on Tuesdays. Uh, tomorrow there will be yeah. a Pokemon specific <laughs> yeah. direct, seven <laughs> minutes long. You, the listener of this podcast, you've seen it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what that is. You know why I'm mad about it. That's the thing. I don't know why I'm mad about this, but I'm positive <laughs> yeah. the listeners know at this point. Uh, so, yeah, we'll be talking about that on next week's podcast, obviously. But, you know, look at easy, youtube.com slash easy allies for some sort of – there will be talk about it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We'll have the reactions up and then, uh Yeah. Uh, friend code sometime in the near future, yeah. Right, Damiani promised a dedicated friend code to mm-hmm. that very announcement. And kind of hope, like, it's not even the new game. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Damiani has funny. to, do, he's got to do like a Pokemon. <laughs> it's, like a, just like, it's like a coloring book line or yeah. something. <laughs> and so Damiani just has to read through all this boring Pokemon stuff. <laughs> a new line of socks. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, that'd be awesome. Uh, let's talk about big news though. We have a lot of big news that happened over the last seven days. It was hard for me to keep track of all this. Mm. Uh, juiciest thing I want to talk about first. And I think this is crazy. Talk, it speaks to me about how easily humans adapt. We adapt to things pretty well. If, (laughs) well, I mean, we even covered this not too long ago. It was like two or three episodes ago. We talked about Microsoft at GDC talking about how they could run their software development kit on a switch or something like that. Right. We, none of us brought up, Hey, what if you can stream Xbox games to the switch? Because I'd say, stop, that's too crazy. This has been rumored last week and already it's not stop. That's too crazy to me. Already these rumors are like, that's the truth. That is the fact of the matter. And this is the reality we live in now. My perception was that was that was where everyone's heads went immediately. Like the moment we heard, I mean, even like when we saw like the switch on stage at the Xbox press conference and that Minecraft trailer, it was like, whoa, mm-hmm. wouldn't that be crazy? And I was I always would hear people constantly on social media being like, no, that's so pie in the sky. Yeah, it's just not going to happen. So it's weird to be like rumor. It's like, well, that yeah, that's been a rumor ever since they started getting buddy buddy. Ever since they had the survive together trailer it's like we all kind of joked about that it's like yeah that's you know team up yeah so i want to go through this step by step because it's been it's been a crazy process so first direct feed games uh youtube channel made this video uh in it saying that uh firstly uh microsoft plans to publish some games on the switch uh mentioning ori in particular Oh, really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like straight out publishing it. Like you can buy I thought that was just like somebody was saying that. It's like, oh, I wish they would do this. I didn't realize that Microsoft themselves had done that. Would They didn't promise. I mean, this is this is still the rumor from oh, Direct Feed okay. Games. Got so it, Direct Feed it. Games, right, is a, is a YouTube channel uh, who gets some things right, has some Microsoft knowledge. Uh, and so that is already crazy. That's already bonkers. That's already three years ago. It's like, haha, no, that's an exclusive game. 
But I kind of believe it. That's not too outlandish. I just see a bunch of nodding heads. I guess you all feel the same oh, way. Oh, I believe it. Yeah. Uh, I believe it. Yeah, I mean, I think it could be done. I, I also think that the way, like, Ori uses more processing power than it looks like. Um, no, it doesn't. <laughs> oh, I think it's, can we not? <laughs> like, like when I played, Ori War- needs to be on the Xbox One. It can't run on the Switch. I mean, I just think it's gonna be a. L- it, it could be a little trickier than it. Sounds. Okay, yeah. all right. Because when I, uh, played, I would say there'd be a visual difference for sure. Yes, yeah, yeah, if yeah. you put them right next to each other, you could visual clearly pick which is the Switch also. version. Uh, performance probably the biggest yeah. issue. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it'd be. It could be tricky with frame rate. Yep. So, okay, I mean, that kind of rumor would have blown us away three years ago, but mm-hmm. this year it's just one of many. Uh, the video continues saying that Microsoft's Project X Cloud will stretch onto Switch devices, allowing people to play games through the Xbox Game Pass, all of them. Mm-hmm. When that new Gears of War game comes out, I'm playing it on a Switch potentially. Halo on a Switch streamed in all of those games that you pay monthly fee for could potentially be played on a Switch streaming. Mm-hmm. That's so smart. It's, Go on, Ian. What do you mean that's so smart? I mean, it's just this, the, right? This is what we've been saying for a while. Like, this is Microsoft's new play. I think they want to become the Netflix of games, and Netflix wants to be on as many platforms as yeah. humanly possible. Like, you're throwing away money if you're not letting people stream your games on their Switch. Like, so why not just do it? The traditional reason why from like the last 10 years or 15 years or 20 years that we've been doing this is that platform holders want everybody on their own platform. But I think Ian's right. I think Xbox is going to become a digital platform. I mean, they've already been doing that PC games now. Yeah. The funny thing is in a way, this is what the Switch, um, what Nintendo was talking about the Switch being before we knew anything about the Switch. Like, they were talking about, like, the future of hardware. It's yes. not going to be hardware. It's going to be our, basically, our, our interface, our operating system. And so we haven't seen that bear fruit with Switch yet. <laughs> we have not, yeah. <laughs> there will be multiple iterations of this thing that all just use the same um, interface. Uh, but it's kind of funny that, yeah, we're essentially seeing it. With, well, we've, we've sort of been seeing it with Xbox already in that they've got the Xbox One X, and they've got the Xbox app on the PC um, and uh, some, some of those kind of things like uh, the like Forza games and Gears games where you just hop in on the PC version. Mm-hmm. You already own it. Oh, yeah. Also included in, the, in these rumors, it's like the least exciting one is that Game Pass was also going to come to PC in its entirety. So even games that you can't play on PC, yeah, because that is, those in. yeah, that's something that's been kind of missing. And even be able to download those through some crazy emulation, I don't understand. But uh, yeah, it's just strange. Like you don't see this happening with Sony. I don't think they want to be on either end of this. Sony would not want to stream their games to a Switch, and Sony would not want Microsoft streaming games onto their console. Correct. Yeah, that makes sense. Because like, they don't need to. You think they don't? No. I mean, we might find ourselves in a different position in a couple of years. Like, just the, the whole concept of consoles might completely dry up, and we might really appreciate, like, hey, I got, you know, I have whatever device it is that is powerful enough to run these things can just get access to anything now. And it's really more of, like, you know, the, the structure of the thing as opposed to, like, oh, no, it's, it's you know, I, I really favor technically how this console is built. Um, 
It's weird for me to think that Microsoft, given how much they've talked about performance this year, would get out of the console game entirely. Uh, I just imagine them looking and be like, if you want our games portable, you use the Switch. If yeah. you want our games to look as good as they right. can, you play it on Xbox. If think, you want to have unlimited visuals, unlimited frame rate, unlimited functionality, then you move to PC, and we have all these options for you. Does Halo on the Switch devalue the Xbox consoles? Maybe for people who are planning on buying an Xbox. Like, to me, this means... I don't have to buy an Xbox, whatever their next one is then. Really? Yeah, I'm fine with that. If I can play everything on PC, I don't need to buy one. I, I think, yeah. I think, like, does... I would I would ask the question, does Fortnite on mobile phones devalue Fortnite on your computer or your PS4? Because I think that's how Microsoft is looking at it. Like, Microsoft doesn't want to build a Switch. They don't see it as a console competitor because it's kind of not. Yeah. And, right. like, they see it as a 3DS or a, a phone... And it's like, why not put your thing on that? Like, this saves them from having to build a Switch, you know? Yeah, I think it's, it's like, the coolest thing. It, it's, it's, it's it like, they dropped the pettiness. It's almost like petty, the way that uh, console producers, manufacturers would wall off their consoles. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it's like, it's... It's almost as if that's all gone in one fell swoop. Obviously, there is the Sony PlayStation in its own tower and will never let anyone in or out. But, uh, yeah, it's pretty incredible to see Nintendo and Microsoft cooperating in such a way. As the rumors suggest. As the rumors suggest. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah, that's it really hasn't happened yeah, yet. That's the thing. Is I'm just kind of waiting for it to be confirmed, right. but it does not seem crazy for me. You know, like yeah. you were talking about with mm-hmm. you know what they do with the, the PC, how easily they want this stuff to work. The value they want to just continually add to something if you buy it whether that's a game itself or Games Pass. Uh, What I wanted to add is that uh, in Game Informer's reporting, Imran Khan says in particular that uh, they have confirmed with their sources that this will likely be announced this year. And I assume that, like, it's soon. (laughs) The way that everybody knows about it, Brad, I feel like weeks, dude. I feel like like when this podcast is live. Somebody was saying that Microsoft is having something at GDC, right? That's what we're talking about in this very podcast, Mm -hmm. yeah. And so, yeah, it, it will at least be a topic in that. Thing. I just feel like that E3, Phil coming out, Bowser coming out together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's going to be that moment. Brad, let's talk more about that E3 because right, we got some it. more juicy rumors. So I like this kind of thing where multiple websites will like hear a rumor and add their own thing. And they're like, we know that. And then they add their own thing. I love that kind of thing. So uh, Therat.com, I think we talked about them a while ago when they talked about the two consoles of the Xbox, one beefy and one streamy. Mm-hmm. Uh, their code names, uh, Anaconda and Lockhart. Which one do you think is which? I Anaconda is the powerful Anaconda is yeah. the big boy, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and also in addition to that, there that there would be a disc, discless Xbox One coming this year. Uh, oh, but okay. obviously like that's mm-hmm. a whole other thing. Um, I believe that too. I, I, that's, sure. That's, like, seems, that's coming. Yeah. They'll probably announce it at E3 and then release it af- shortly afterward, like they did with the S. Um, so uh, that was a while ago that we had those rumors. Uh, Jeux Video, uh, that's French, that's J-E-U-X Video. Um, they have some new reporting, some new rumors that those very consoles, they're like, yeah, there are two consoles. It is Anaconda and Lockhart, and they're coming in fall of 2020. And had some, uh, 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 what do you call it when you're putting things in your computer? It's not your stats, right? But it's like your... Specs? Specs. They had specs for both consoles. Okay. Um, not surprising uh, elements of either of those things, but the most surprising thing is that they would both contain solid-state drives. Yeah. Oh, nice. Which I... Like, it's I'm about like, time. Is it? They're getting a lot cheaper now. Are they? Yeah. That's what I wanted to ask you all. Is like, uh, my impression how... of solid-state drives is that they still <laughs> add like a hundo to I don't to know your... how big it will be, though. 
I don't know if it'll be a terabyte, maybe. That's sure. the thing. I think if they keep them at a terabyte, which is what people expect now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, uh, yeah, that, uh, that'll be, that'll be fine. That'll be great. Cause I think it's one of the things is like, you know, like you can use an external solid state drive on mm-hmm. a console, but it just really doesn't give you the benefit because it's not really the made speed, to take right? advantage of it. And so that'll be a huge difference. Yeah. It'd be uh, enormous in yeah, loading yeah. times, Load basically. Times be yeah. Um, do you think the PS5 will also have a solid state drive? Hmm. I think it'll need to. It will need to if the Xboxes yeah. do. I really yeah. need blood. Like, there's just no way that they can. They don't want to get left behind that. You don't want right. to be the slow console. And having right. the stupid noise and whirring. Yeah. No, no yeah. way. Yeah. Uh, you do not want to be the slow console. Uh, in addition to that, Halo Infinite. Is going to launch with these consoles in sure. 2020. Not surprising. And Ninja Theory's next game will also be in 2020, launching in 2020. Oh, in 2020. Yeah. Sure. Okay. okay. Yeah. I wonder if it'll be a smaller scale game again then. Yeah, like uh, Senua's Hellblade. I mean, even their big yeah. games aren't that Well, they're big. not that yeah. long, but they're longer yeah. than the usual. Or they mm-hmm. seem yeah. bigger in scale, I guess. So it's pretty feasible to think that they've been working on it during or right after Hellblade. Sure, so, yeah. So yeah, it, mm-hmm. 2020 kind of checks out. And they got Microsoft bucks now, baby. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, Thorat is like, oh, you got you got some Xbox rumors. <laughs> let, let me confirm those and add on my own Xbox rumors. Uh, they say that uh, we will see these two consoles revealed at this year's E3. Yeah, here they are. Now they probably won't talk price, is what they said, but they'll oh. probably show them. Okay. No price. Ugh. Yeah, I, I mean, like, price. it's over a year away though, right? Yeah, they like we'll get the price wait. at E3 2020 because they'll probably actually. Oh. Make it cheaper. That feels like by they're then. showing it off real early then. Though. They're showing it off super early. I feel like that's early. too early. Yeah. Like, why? You don't need to yet. Yes, Microsoft does. Why? Microsoft needs that momentum. Explain that to me because I think it's killing your momentum. <laughs> I think I it's killing your point, momentum. No, because right now, like, what, they're coming off a of crackdown three and, like, just the middling reviews sea for that. Thieves, yeah. Sea of Thieves is getting a little bit resurgent. Yeah, but it's like but, when their games are coming out. Yeah, like, they, they don't really have anything going for them. They're. You know, second place for the whole generation. Like they need people to get excited about their console. They need to be on the the forefront uh, of leading the way for excitement about next gen. And so, yeah, so they need to be able to show off a console that's exciting, that's exciting, as well as a lineup of games that's exciting. Yeah, that lineup. I mean, not to be you know, every time a new console comes out, it's like, well, it's really about the games. Like, not to bring that up again, but like specifically sure. those ac- true. those acquisitions, we need one of those. Like one exciting. Remember that name that we said mm-hmm. a year ago? This is their IP. Like Ninja Theory's even, game. Even if we don't see gameplay, it's just like the, the, we are starting today the slow reveal of what all of these projects are that will all be available exclusively on the system. Oh, yeah, because they lost Scalebound yeah. too, yeah. and stuff like that. And oh, where yeah. was it out no, being on Switch eventually? Been a bumpy it's ride. Like bad yeah. optics. Was the Obsidian uh, Wild... Outer Wild is that the first of those? That's it's not. No. That it's not game's already in development. It's yeah. multi-platform. Yeah. yeah, probably the next game. But they yeah. own it effectively, right? Sure. It's, but I think 2K is still publishing. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Okay. I believe yeah. that that There's deal some was weird locked down way ahead that of time. money benefits them. But yeah. Yeah. Excuse me. Take two. I almost made that mistake for the hundredth time. <laughs> take two will be publishing. But that. you got it. Yeah, yeah. baby. <laughs> Getting there. Um, uh, Jones, do you think that? The PS5 will be announced before or after the, these next Xboxes at E3 20, or 19, 2019. I don't know, man. I really have no idea. I don't, I, I don't know what either. kind of detective yeah. work I can do to figure that out. No detective work. I just want I, your hunch, man. I mean, if... I the have the a, desperation is... I'm kind of with blood in, in the sense yeah. that it would be the best for Xbox. I don't know if that means 
you know, what, you know, if that'll actually have value to them if they're in a position to do that. But mm-hmm. I think if between the two, if it was like the tortoise and the hare, and I'm like, which one should leave, you know, early, I think it's Xbox. Yeah, I think I think Sony will will wait for sure. I, I think that they, they don't need to be in a rush. Again, same thing, positioning. They don't need to be in a rush. They have all the momentum in the world behind the PS4. They're going to sell a ton of PS4s. Announcing a console right now is just going to slow that down. So, Brad, yes. let's say at E3 this year, you're looking at next-gen Halo, mm-hmm. and it's blowing your mind, mm-hmm. dude. And then Sony's still showing their PS4 games. They're not. And it's like, look at Death Stranding. They're Strand. not showing anything. Well, I mean, that's it. Like, Blood, like, I want you to have a point of comparison. So, like, let's say, like, it's fall time, you're playing Death Stranding, and you're like, man, this doesn't look as good as Halo Infinite did at E3. Do you think that'll be a problem? No. For me? For, yeah, for you and for people. Uh, no, not for me. For Because pe- uh, I think Sony has a strong lineup of games coming. Mm-hmm. Death Stranding, Ghost Tsushima, Last of Us 2. Mm-hmm. Like, huge games still. I mean, yeah, the Halo game will probably look really nice and everything like that. Like, that's something nice to look forward to, but still having these, like, strong games is very uh, reassuring, I would say. Okay. Yeah, I just, like, I wonder, I feel like Halo Infinite has the potential to be one of those those E3 games that everybody has to talk about. Kind of like Cyberpunk last year. Mm-hmm. Just, yeah. like, that kind uh-huh. of thing that just blows us all away, just makes us all silent and watching for <laughs> well, seven minutes, you know? It's three four three again, right? For Halo, yes. The last two haven't really blown anyone away, so I don't know if it will yet. <laughs> like I'm very hopeful for this Halo, but like I think they they need a little more. Yeah. Like seeing from Witcher three to Cyberpunk is like a crazy jump. I don't know if we'll see a jump that dramatic from Halo to Halo. Let me pile one more thing on from Thorat though, because they're saying about Halo Infinite that the team behind the game is trying to make the story adapt to decisions the user makes. Yeah, it's going to be more open world, And the game may have more RPG elements than prior versions of the series. I think think they've seen that with 4 and 5. I don't think the usual Halo formula is cutting it. Yeah. They're not happy with it, probably. Honestly, like Halo needs RPG elements. I mean, 5 is not the usual Halo formula. Well, I'm saying, well, it's like you're still buddying up with your friends going through a mission, pretty much, and like it wasn't enough. The multiplayer isn't enough for people anymore. Especially in this age with battle royale or whatever, like they, they got to try to do something to adapt more to uh, more modern games. You mean I like guess. team deathmatch isn't enough anymore? No, yeah, it's not. Yeah. Like it's fun. I really like Halo multiplayer, but I don't know yeah. if it's enough for people to stick with it, with, which what they want. Right, Jones, you seemed like you had a thought on this one. Oh, just yeah. If conquest is any part of Infinite, that'll definitely. Uh, I'll get interested in this game, and Wait, I have not been interested. Wasn't that the card game? Wasn't Halo that like you got to burn cards? That was conquest, right? Uh, no, 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 not co- just Conquest in the sense of like, like if, I, if there's a single player offering or a, co- a cooperative campaign in Halo Infinite mm-hmm. that I'm actually making progress across the map. That like I'm not just going through and blowing stuff up and then moving on and I'm never going back to that earlier area. If I go back to that earlier area, it's all Spartans. It's all my team, you know, and the, like adding some kind of multiplayer element that's like much bigger that like it's it's it's. You know, it's not only I'm taking this area, and I think there were some modes later that kind of did that, where it was not just taking that point. Now you can manufacture things there. Now mm-hmm. you can spawn, you know, like uh, helpful forces like from these different points. If they just completely elaborate that and make that kind of the base of the whole thing, multiplayer and the campaign both kind of operate. Mm-hmm. It's just the campaign is you and three other people, and the multiplayer's you know twenty thirty people all at once. Sure, starting on opposite ends. Yeah, and yeah, man. Trying to take the whole thing. I just That's like something. It's, it needs, it's something, plus right? that match. Plus you can yeah. also just go to some place and kill each other. I just other feel like it needs to, something a little different to shake up Halo. Yeah. Where you're like, whoa, this is really different from what I'm used to with Halo. Yeah. Regardless guys, of how looking. Oh, sorry. Oh, I was just gonna say, do you guys think that? Uh, 
kind of what you said a second ago, Kyle, made me think. Do you think that this was part of the arithmetic that Sony did, that they aren't ready to show the PS5 and they figured Xbox might and they didn't want to draw the comparisons to even their current-gen games? I know they've said that they only have the same current-gen games to show, but like, do you think that they didn't want to have people comparing uh, Halo Infinite to Last of Us or whatever? Even I though Last of Us Ian, might be I truly next wonder about this stuff. I wonder how much the corporations know about each other. Right. Mm-hmm. I remember when they own WYs or whatever and... Sorry, what? Wise, didn't yeah they, they, they sound, the audio. Software. I heard some theory oh, that, right, that, right, meant right, right, that right. they knew all the specs, or and so then they would know exactly how far along right, the Xbox right. is coming. Yeah. Oh, funny. I mean, yeah, like it's just I thought I used to think that obviously they know everything, right? They talk to some developers who are willing to leak anything, right? But then there was that time where Microsoft felt confident last generation that they would announce first. That Sony was saying, yeah, we're going to wait till to see the, what the competition does before we announce the PS5. And then, it's February. Uh, we got you. Sorry, PS4. Mm-hmm. We, we announced the PS4 before anyone expected. We all had assumed, it's, it's easy to forget, we all had assumed that the next Xbox would be announced first. And that like it would probably even launch before the next PS4, right? Mm-hmm. Like Because the Xbox 360 launched before the PS3. So like it, it was crazy then, to the, the idea that, like, hey, they surprised an entire industry by announcing this right now. Um, but yeah, I don't know if that's even the case anymore. I truly think Ian may have a point. Sony may know exactly when Microsoft was planning to announce their next consoles. I, it, I'm curious. I wonder. I mean, they've got to have a plan, right? You don't back out of E3 if you don't oh, have something Oh, yeah, I'm spicy. sure they have a plan. Yeah. I mean, I read another interview from Sean Layden where he just trashes on E3 Yeah, some he more. just doesn't yeah. like E3. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he hates it, it. It suddenly became yeah. very clear why they made that decision. Yeah, yeah, all yeah, the mystique yeah. was gone. <laughs> like, That's oh, true. all right. Yeah. That thing I love, you hate. Got it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I, th- I think ultimately it doesn't matter how good Halo Infinite looks. It still just doesn't exist. It's a It's a... Uh, A a game that doesn't exist on a console that doesn't exist. Like we're just hearing about where it's like the next time we get something else from Ghost of Tsushima, it's going to be amazing. You know, like I think those games really have a lot more to show. And I think people are going to be much more excited about something that's like so close, Um, especially just because it seems like, you know, so many of these exclusives on the PlayStation just turn out real good. Yeah. I kind of remember that feeling, though, of like... um late last years of last gen like thinking about star wars 1313 while we play our our junky ps3 games we're like oh wow watchdogs like games are gonna look like that you know i think it's less and less i think i think we're gonna have to go through that every console generation depending on how many we get left you know i think it's gonna be diminishing returns every time and it's not really gonna be until you actually see uh, hopefully game demos because a whole becomes a whole new thing at at events now where it's like man we really got to show this to you because we can't if we talk about it, everybody's talking about their games that way. Like, we really have to show you, like, no, the AI is crazy. Look what it's doing here. Or, yeah. no, you have to, it's, the, the systems are really deep. You can't experience that now in a two-minute video. But but here's the thing, and I, I forgot to explain. We called it a launch title for the new Xboxes. Uh, it's still going to be cross-platform. It'll still be on the Xbox One. Uh, oh, sure. Halo Infinite in particular. And so, like, yeah, I did want to make that is clear. Is that confirmed? Well, that's one of the things. We have yes. seen Halo Infinite. <laughs> you know, yeah. Like, Last year, Brad, they like they insisted. They're like, everyone's calling it next gen. We promise it's coming on Xbox One. We promise. And yeah. so these rumors confirm it as well. Yeah. I, I think the way Microsoft has been going, I'll be very surprised if the new systems are fully backwards compatible with everything. I think it's got to drop off at some point. I think. Well, I think at some point the games will have forwards to stop. compatible. I should yeah. have said yes. Yeah, yeah. We'll have to stop supporting the old systems, mm-hmm. but yeah, I, I think that that's going to be one of their big selling points. Sure. If it's cross gen now, I don't think people will be as worried about it. 
like comparing Halo Infinite to like Ghost of Tsushima or something like that. Yeah. Do you do you remember Brad? Do you remember when the PS4 Xbox One launched that there was like if you bought Battlefield you can get, get both the, versions. You can get the next ver- oh, for version like for like 10, 20 bucks. It was like cheaper, right? Yes. Like, oh right. Yeah. I wonder if they'll do that. Hopefully, or they just give you both. I think they just got to give they you. They just both give you gen. both in this yeah. day and age. Yeah, I, that actually, again, considering what Microsoft has done mm-hmm. with with Games Pass and with the PC crossplay, like you just own the game. I think there's no way that could work again. Yeah. 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 Like you own the game, whether you play it on the, the Xbox One or you play it on the next Xbox or whatever. It's like you yeah. buy the game, you play it on whatever hardware you have. Yeah. Even if it's a Switch. Sorry, dudes. You just got to eat that cost. Yeah. Um. Another huge thing that happened last week, and we don't usually, we don't usually touch on these, but this one to me seems kind of momentous. We had someone retire last week, mm-hmm. Reggie Fils-Aimé, yeah, uh, president and COO of Nintendo of America, announced his retirement. He'll be out of his position April fifteenth, twenty nineteen. Pretty big news. End of an yeah. era. End of an era. Um, it's weird to be covering games through that whole era. <laughs> I think that's the weirdest thing about it to me. It's just like, I was there when you showed up. So uh, <laughs> 2003 is when he became executive yeah. vice president of sales and marketing. I was at that press conference. So you were at the 2004 one about kicking ass and taking names? Yeah. Okay. Dude, what was the energy Yeah, like? what did you feel? <laughs> the energy in that conference is great, yeah. Yeah, it was, I mean, right? every. I mean, that's the thing. It was like, you know, Nintendo had been the underdog with the, kind of with the N64. N64 was weird. Uh, but Game with GameCube Cube for sure, yeah. like yeah, it was just not doing anything compared to what the PS2 was doing, and it didn't feel like Nintendo totally, you know, got what people wanted. And then yeah, Reggie comes out and is like, "What the heck? This guy's cussing on stage." <laughs> you know, it's like, <laughs> like who is this guy? <laughs> uh, was that the year of, of showing mature Zelda too? I think it was. Twilight Princess? Yeah. yeah. I think that we was a big turn. Right. We didn't yeah. know it was Zelda the when best. it first started. That was right. like a slow reveal. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. What a legendary moment. Yeah, what a year. And I think maybe DS reveal? Probably. Yeah, I think so. Man. It was either that year or the year after. I'm pretty sure it was that year. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. So you're right. Like high when energy. When the DS was still that weird, like. The thumb thing on it too like the thumbstick you oh would like for, put your for metroid yeah we yeah. talked about that even last oh, week it's just man. like yeah get this out of here <laughs> this is like hey we know it's there's no analog stick but we have something better uh only three years later may of 2006 he became president and ceo of nintendo of america first american president of nintendo of america wow <laughs> pretty cool yeah. yeah um and this is what i want to talk more broadly about um because uh, he will be replaced by Doug Bowser, current senior vice president of sales and marketing. Senior vice president just means head. Yeah. Uh, head of. Uh, is I wonder if Nintendo America is primarily a sales and marketing position. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, sure. I feel like that's yeah. the most natural I mean, that's, place to draw someone from. Yeah, that, that's what you, yeah, you want somebody that's going to be able to understand the market and, you know, communicate what they're making because there's not a whole lot of, Nintendo of America developers. Right. Most of the development is still in Japan, you know, and they have some some people that they work with, like the guys working on Luigi's Mansion, uh, Next Level Games, but like the um, was it NCL? I think that was right there, like across the street from Nintendo. Like I don't know how much like primary development they do anymore. It feels like they're mostly support work. Oh, I don't know about NCL. What is the game they developed? Uh, Metroid Prime Hunters. 
Okay. <laughs> That's a while ago. That's a deep yeah. cut. Yeah. Yeah. So like, I don't like, I haven't kept up with like all of the individual teams and whatever it is working on, but I just don't feel like they talk about that a whole lot. And then, so like the biggest American studio they have is retro. Mm-hmm. And that's way down in Austin. Right. And I think even with those studios and those games, it is Nintendo of Japan making final calls. Yeah. Uh, but, like, I guess in reading a little bit uh, through his career st- stuff, the write-ups that he, people had written, Reggie wasn't entirely just, like, taking Japan's news and, like, regurgitating it. Like, I guess it sounds like they would talk to him a lot. They would ask him about, you know, <laughs> how will U.S. audiences, how will American audiences think about this? How will an international worldwide audience think about this? And it, it sounded like he was at least uh, influential. We'll never know how and in mm-hmm. which ways. But, yeah, it was, it's pretty cool to think of what happened in the last 15 years under his reign. Well, I guess 13 if we're only talking president, but yeah, still. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just so hung up on that guy's personality because it's just so rare to me. You have somebody who's so comfortable, seems so comfortable on stage, so comfortable in an interview, that smirk. Like every time Keely would just ask him a real tough question, he's like, well, you know. <laughs> he's, just, he's just like, you know I'm not going to answer this question. You know I know that you, I mean, when like Totilla goes after him for mother, you know, he's just like, well, you know, we're, we're, we're doing what we can. Jones, he grew up in the Bronx. And I, I, I like that because I think there's a lot of people in his position that feel uncomfortable because they're like, I'm here to tell you something. That is all the information I have. Please let me leave this building. Mm-hmm. And a lot of us need clarification. Sometimes we find out little pieces of information. Um, Sean Layden's done that randomly. And when Greg Miller was interviewing him, he dropped a couple crazy bombs, yeah. you know? And so every now and then you do get like a little more information when you push these people, but like they know like I, there's only so much I can do. And he just just brushes it off his shoulders. He's yeah. just he's so confident and fun, and I feel sorry for Bowser having to come in and be like, <laughs> I am I might not be this guy. Like, it, to me, it's it's one thing to try to pretend to have a personality. It's another thing, <laughs> that's just, way, this is just Reggie. It's just, I, it's yeah. just kind of the way the man's built. I need to have everyone's hands on the table. Okay. Put your hands in here. All right. We are making a vow to not make any Bowser jokes. Okay. 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 On the podcast. Yes, on this podcast. Okay. I vow. I vow to not make any bad Bowser jokes. To not, not make, make any, any bad, bad Bowser, Bowser jokes. jokes. Or even good Bowser jokes. Or even good, good Bowser, Bowser jokes. jokes. Okay, that's good. Okay, good. All right. <laughs> so but I'm yeah, exempt I think from that? Sorry? I'm exempt from I that? I guess you are. <laughs> Come on, get your hand in here. Yeah, yeah. I guess so. I, I, love that I, even, I love that even the like, well, I guess Sony's going to promote Phil Bandicoot to position. Even that joke I saw 500 times on Twitter. It was right. just like, wow. <laughs> It's good thing I don't make jokes on Twitter. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I think it's there's something it's good thing I don't attempt to be funny ever. Kind of what what uh, what Brandon was saying is there's something about Reggie feeling so down to earth, feeling yeah. that like even if he's making some stupid corny joke, that you know he he's relatable to the average person, to the average audience, you know, whereas... Which is funny because... You get a lot of execs and it's like, well, here's some money guy talking about money to his investors and I don't care what you've got to say. That's the impression I get too, Blood, is that he's not loose, right? But he is genuine. Mm -hmm. He's not like a loosey-juicy, like, cool guy. I got to say, like, uh, when I was watching them rehearse for Game Awards, when it was Reggie, Sean, and Phil... Uh, none of those guys had a different backstage persona than like the one that they put on stage. Mm-hmm. All of them are who they present themselves to be uh, in interesting ways. And so, yeah, I mean, Reggie's that guy. I don't think he was kicking ass and taking names. Apparently that wasn't even his idea, right? But it was right. it was a good idea to come out like that for yeah. sure to make that impact. But yeah, you know, he's he was genuine, genuine guy. Yeah. Cool. Hey, congrats. Yeah. 
like you're a millionaire, go spend time with your friend, your <laughs> yeah. family. You know what I mean? Yeah. You made your millions. Like treat your family, treat them. Uh, I want to play a quick little game uh, about the NPDs, which did come out the day after Ooh. the podcast last week. Wow. Yeah. Big week. It was a big week last week. So what we're going to do here is it's basically a Price is Right game. Okay. We have five games okay. that came out in January. I'm putting them in alphabetical order. You're going to have to put them in NPD order. Okay. And I'll tell you which ones are wrong. Okay. So what we have right now is Ace Combat 7, Kingdom Hearts 3, Resident Evil 2, Super Mario Bros. Wii U Deluxe, and Tales of Vesperia. Okay. Um, these NPDs, again, are uh, sales data for the U.S. market. I you think want it, order them. Yes. Yeah. I think if you put Ace Combat. Okay. I think if you put Ace Combat in between Resident Evil and Super Mario. You got it. Okay. So we're putting. So what they have right now is Kingdom Hearts yeah, and Resident Kingdom Evil Hearts on the so same spot. I'm do oh, this. I meant like yeah, oh, top think? to bottom. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. I think Mario somehow got more sales than anybody realized. Yeah. So what Bloodworth just did was he took Ace Combat Seven out of the middle and put it into the fourth place hmm. spot. Yeah. I'm do we want to lock this, this in? Yeah. I feel like Tails might have done better than Ace Combat. I'm really split on the Kingdom Hearts Resident Evil. This is like the game mastermind, you know? We'll see. (laughs) This is really fun. So, Blood, tell me why you're split between Kingdom Hearts 3 and Resident Evil 2. Uh, Because I feel like Resident Evil probably has uh, a broader audience overall uh, to where people don't necessarily... feel like they have to be all the way caught up with the series sure yeah um, i get that it's a I get little that. bit more in a way more mass market appealing whereas kingdom hearts it's like if you haven't cracked that veil like you don't know what the heck's going on with that game but people have been waiting on it for so long and then you know basically a decade for people to catch up yeah. i think the same attitude applies to i don't necessarily need to play this in january what you know, I don't resident, resident evil 2 i don't necessarily need to play it right now yeah whereas like well, yes, this table believes that. But I'm just saying, <laughs> if it has a broader audience, yeah, I sure. think you might have some some stragglers, some people that are waiting to catch up. Okay. So are, are, are all the panelists willing to lock in this order before sure. I announce it out loud? Okay, so the panelists have decided the order is Kingdom Hearts 3, number one, Resident Evil 2, Super Mario Bros. Wii U Deluxe, Ace Combat 7, Tales of Vesperia. Panel? Mm-hmm. You nailed it. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> you nailed it. Uh, those first three are in their order. Uh, Kingdom Hearts 3 was number one. Resident Evil 2 was number two. Super Mario Bros. Wii U Deluxe was number three. Uh, and that number is, three of the whole month. Yeah, and that is physical sales excluded still. Nintendo mm-hmm. still keeps those a secret. Uh, I doubt it would have been Resident Wait, Evil 2. physical sales excluded or digital sales? Digital sales excluded, okay. excuse me. Um, uh, Ace Combat 7, number seven. Pretty good. Tales yeah. of Asperia, number 12. Okay. Nice. Yeah, really? Good for you, Tails. Good day, Tails. Yeah. <laughs> Joel, you hear that? Sounds like it's podcast halftime. The following are the official sponsors of Easy Allies for the month of February. Mango. Sweet Justice, a sound design company from the southern shores of the UK. They've worked on some of the biggest AAA titles, the most refreshing indie titles, and collaborated with the best development teams in the world. The Hashcast. Do you miss GT Live? Well, so did the Hashtagonist. To fill the hole in his heart, he took what he loved from GT Live and created his own show. The Hashcast is a weekly podcast with guests way cooler and way more interesting than the Hashtagonist himself. Professionals from gaming, movie, and the tech industry share their stories to provide you with some unique insight on their careers, their passions, and why they love doing what they do. Of course, there's also a healthy dose of shenanigans and wholesome heart-to-heart discussions. 
Check out a recent episode with Ian Hank or tune into the latest episode with game developer Rami Ismail from Flambeer to hear all about his origin story, his drive to create equal opportunities for indie devs around the world, and his new project, Game Dev World, an open to all online video game developers conference. D Magnet, a VR puzzle adventure developed by Bitcake Studio. Use your magnetic powered gloves to solve puzzles and make your way to the top of a mysterious underground cavern. Coming later 2019 to major VR platforms. Fresh out of the press news for Kyle, we are happy to say that D Magnet was just awarded the GDC Best in Play Award. And if you want to solve magnetic puzzles, the game will be playable at GDC or at PAX East. So come meet us. Best in Play Award? Oh, yeah. Okay. Children's Miracle Network. More than 10 million kids enter a children's hospital across North America every year. To provide the best care for kids, children's hospitals rely on donations and community support. Since 1983, Children's Miracle Network hospitals have helped fill those funding gaps by raising more than $5 billion, most of it $1 at a time. Its various fundraising partners and programs support the nonprofit's mission to save and improve the lives of as many children as possible. The link to donate is in the description. Hogue Law, business law firm. Whether you're starting a business at level one, stuck fighting the dreaded fundraising boss, or finally cashing out with a well-earned high score, you need a good business lawyer at your side. And now, that good business lawyer has a new YouTube series. Like Help Us Out Hogue, Virtual Legality is all about Hogue discussing the news of the day in the law and business of video games. Kyle Bossman calls it well-researched and comprehensive, much unlike the Easy Allies podcast. Check out Virtual Legality at youtube.com slash H-O-E-G law iKeyless.com is now Car Keys Express. Check them out at carkeysexpress.com slash store. They continue to offer replacement car keys for less in the dealership and remain proud sponsors of Easy Allies. Use the coupon code EZA at checkout for free shipping and 10% off of your order. L. Thanis. And our mega sponsor, FantasyCritic.Games. This is my final week as podcast sponsor, and in lieu of my standard ad, I would like to take this opportunity to thank everyone who has helped, supported, and played Fantasy Critic over the past two months. The response has truly shattered my expectations. I was hoping to get a few hundred users, but what I got was several thousand. It's been a real dream come true to see the site succeed, and to do it as a part of a community as great as this one has been something truly special. We are just getting started at Fantasy Critic. There's more features planned for the year and beyond, and while the sponsor slot is ending, I hope you'll continue to follow the site. If all goes well, I'll be back sponsoring this podcast to advertise the beginning of 2020, uh, to the b- beginning of the 2020 season at the end of this year. Love and respect, Steve Fallon from FantasyCritic.Games. All of these links are available in the description. Thank you to our sponsors. Jones, can we talk about our league for a second? Yes, we can talk about how Children's Miracle <laughs> Network Hospital actually did not sponsor the podcast. Someone else did and chose us to talk about them in the podcast. Sure. Please continue about your league. So here's what happened. <laughs> uh, Super Mario Maker 2 was announced very suddenly, right? Didn't see it coming. Right. Uh, so it's that's on the table for anyone to use their fab dollars for. Uh, free agency acquisition budget is what I assume <laughs> it stands for. Uh, anyway, basically fab is like it's your budget for buying games that are free. Uh, they're out in the market. Nobody drafted them. So, Ian puts in a $10 bid. <laughs> I put in an $8 bid. Wait, but, what? Yeah. Th- then I watched Huber and Don talk about it on Huber Syndrome, and I'm like, I should up my, my bid. And so then <laughs> I put it up to $11. <laughs> and so a week after the game was announced, the, the fab went through, and... I got to put Super Mario Maker 2 on my team. 
Ain't that neat? Is this like Kyle feels himself <laughs> segment? This yes. is yes. This is Kyle feels himself. But like this is like what's fun about like this active like yeah. all year long like a game's announced yeah. like how how much are you gonna bid on it? I've learned to bid like strange amounts. Oh, so you're bidding on stuff? I bid on uh, Mario Maker Two. Ten dollars. Mm-hmm. That's not a strange amount. I know. Now I have to do like twelve. 13. That's what. Yeah. That's why I did eleven. Yeah, just to be anybody did 11. to ten. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So now we'll have to always do seventeen. Mm-hmm. And I got Neo because Two for a buck. I did sixteen. <laughs> what? A dollar? I got it for a dollar. Nobody was checking out Neo what? Two. Yeah. That's why I don't like these updates. They're just painful. Oh, you know? yeah. 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 It's worth yeah, more. When his team is full of weird chaff, and then we get all the good E three ones. You know. Yeah. I don't know. All right, let's say let's say From Software announces Bloodborne 2. Yeah. How much do you bid on Bloodborne 2? All of it. Yeah, $100. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> you still have to fill up your squad with seven other players. We're going to get some hour-long update on the league at the end of the year. Like okay. the, la- the last right. podcast okay. of the it year. Is, yeah. It's going to take up like half the time. Uh, I got a lot of positive. We're going to go to update. podcast halftime, come back, talk about the league some more. It'll be an easy update. Don't worry. Okay, yeah. good. Plugging his league again. There are a lot of people who are like, man, I like it when you talk about this. Okay, you know what? <laughs> I shouldn't have done that. Great transition into... Our most popular segment, shouldn't have done that. Uh, there's one we have to cover. It's it's the reason why I shouldn't have done that exists is because it's like, yeah, I shouldn't have done that. Move on. Like, they learned their lesson. It was stupid and, like, whatever. Uh, THQ Nordic at THQ Nordic tweeted, oh hey, we're going to have an AMA on 8chan. Uh, we don't know why, you know. Uh, and so then, like, obviously, many people responded to that tweet, like, don't. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, but what I thought was really funny was their response tweet. The opportunity was here and we took it. We got approached in a very friendly and polite manner and were assured said person, shout out to Mark, will take care of the nasty stuff. So here we are. We have no idea who Wait, Mark is. Wait, did you is. see the apology though? Yes. Yeah, okay. yeah. Well, we can get in the apology. Okay. I just so love that Mark defense. Mark didn't take care of the nasty stuff? Mark did not take care of the nasty <laughs> he stuff. He said he would. Yeah, I know. He seemed so nice and friendly. Mark. Uh, this was mostly responsible for this is PR and marketing director Philip Brock. Uh, as usual, when we're talking about THQ Nordic, I'm not sure at THQ Nordic is the parent company or the publisher. I don't care. Like, hey, THQ Nordic shouldn't have done that. Yeah, it's weird. The apology especially is weird. Like... Because they apologized, but then they left up the link, right? Oh, on their Twitter account? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because, like, so basically, if you're wondering, like, what's H? Yeah, I had never heard of H-Chan. So so part of me is, like, it's very easy to see how somebody could stumble into this because I don't know what H-Chan is. Do Do you know what 4chan is? Right, but that's what that's what I mean. Like I know now, but like when this first popped up, I'm like, what? So here's what I love: GameIndustry.biz. Their headline is THQ Nordic holds AMA on image born known for child porn. There it is. Like now we all know why they did a bad thing. Right. Love that headline. Thank you for that. Uh, and so like it is known for that. HN is like it's Giga 4chan. It's worse 4chan. It's like lawless, right? You can put illegal things on 8chan. If you Google it, you can't find it through Google. Google will just show you, hey, here's all. Here's the reason why 8chan is bad. Uh, Somehow THQ Nordic said, yeah, let's do an AMA on A-Chan. I, I kind of don't believe they didn't know it was bad. I kind of believe they like thought it would be like lawless and fun. Or maybe know. Mark is just like a really good swindler. I can, I can, <laughs> I, yeah, I can believe it because I think okay. it's just uh, – I can believe that, yeah, they were coerced 
Um, I don't know why them specifically. Maybe like a lot of these emails went out and mm-hmm. DHQ is the only one that bid on it. Yeah. It just feels like it was all like this weird last minute thing. Yeah, sure. Like, and, and it's it's strange because they obviously they put out this tweet and they get all this backlash and then they still go ahead and do it. Like at some point, like if, you, like if they are going to apologize like an hour later, yeah. then why don't you just shut the thing down and not do it? It's, it's Shouldn't have done that. Yeah, they will never do it again. I feel no so bad for yeah. every developer and every PR person and everybody that has to work with this company right now. Like, I, I think it'll wash over. I think it was like a super dumb mistake they yeah. made yeah. one day. They might it'll, have to like it'll wash over. Yeah, I, what I would do is give to a charity. I would give to like a charity that's about like locking people down who spread child porn and things like that, and just give to charity. Just make it happen. Make it look turn a negative into a positive. That Lock kind of down. thing. Yes. The other reason I brought in, I'm bringing in uh, shouldn't have done that into this week's podcast is I, there's one where I'm not sure it's a shouldn't have done that or not. Oh, and I want to hear the panel. <laughs> I want to hear what you think. Yeah. So over the last week, uh, a, a game called Devotion, uh, which was developed by a developer called Red Candle Games. Uh, they're from Taiwan. It was pulled from uh, 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 Steam, which it's only released on Steam. It was a Steam release. Uh it turns out they pulled it themselves, so I gotta like work through this story. So in this game, it's a horror game. Uh, there is this poster, which I turn like I'm I'm trying I'm trying to be well researched as I as I talk about those things. Um, lost that tab. Uh, it's not a regular old poster. It's a uh, spiel spiel times, which means play times, game times. Uh, has explained to me a little bit that this poster is a Fulu talisman. Uh, it is a curse, and what's on it is a curse spell that is considered very evil in traditional Chinese culture. It's the Chinese equivalent of having a stabbed voodoo doll. And on this thing, on this talisman, uh, are the words Winnie the Pooh, uh, Xi Jinping, and your mom moron. Maybe it's mom or moron. So those things are on this talisman inside of this game. Scary game. And so... After that, this thing gets review bombed on Steam. It's getting nasty, nasty reviews. Uh, some like are mad, like, "Hey, why are you making fun of Xi Jinping, uh, president of China? Mm. He hates being uh, called Winnie the Pooh." They were oh. like, "In, in the Chinese <laughs> okay. release of Kingdom Hearts, he's just a white blob. Um, he can't be in Kingdom Hearts. Like he, Winnie the Pooh is uh, because the meme became so popular." Okay, I got to step even further back. Okay, Xi Jinping walking next to Barack Obama. Uh, there's a photograph of it. He does look like Winnie the Pooh. People pointed it out. It looks exactly like Winnie the Pooh walking next to Tigger. It's like it, he, he's got a Winnie the Pooh walk. That's and okay. So, That's a compliment to me, man. And so what happens was, yes, exactly, Brad. He could have taken it that way. Like, oh, it's fun. Like, you know what? You're like, you're running Winnie the Pooh. Be like, you hell yeah, dude. <laughs> Instead... Xi Jinping is like, oh yeah? You think I look like Winnie the Pooh? He's gone from this country. Anytime you show Winnie the Pooh, I'll get you arrested. It was like, what? Uh, so yeah, uh, there's no Winnie the Pooh in China anymore so that nobody can make that joke. So wow. people seeing that thing, obviously it raises some red flags. Uh, it was assumed that uh, this was pulled down because of that controversy. It kind of is true. So on the 25th, uh, no, it's the 21st. They just patched it out. They took out that thing. There's no words on it anymore. No, your mom or moron or Xi Jinping is Winnie the Pooh. Uh, 
so they removed that, um, but they were still getting downvoted, still getting negative reviews, and so they just pulled it on the 25th. Uh, let me pull their direct reasoning. Um, due to technical issues that cause unexpected crashes and among other reasons. <laughs> so uh, they're scanning through it. They're okay. looking for more offensive things. Uh, their apology, uh, uh, Red Candle, sorry, what's it called? Um, the Red Candle Games. Uh, they said, like, I kind of like get it. They said like, hey, like this thing is causing a distraction. We made a game that has a message. We made a game that's like a horror game that's like we're trying to say something with this. And having this thing in the game like just uh, becomes the discussion. It becomes the game with that thing in it. That's why we removed it. And so panel caught up. Here we go. You know everything you need to know, basically. Is this a shouldn't have done that? Put it in? Put I it will in, say taking from, it out, taking your game off Steam. They, from like slimy business perspective, got this game attention. Like how many people have never heard of this game now and know about this game? They might try oh, it out. Many, now. dude. So you're saying but, I mean, it's should have done now. If they want money. It doesn't matter. It's still got them exposure. Like, yeah. That's free advertising, good or bad press. Like People will check this game out now. Yeah. Uh, I should have also mentioned that uh, every YouTube video from this company for Devotion has been delisted. Oh. Um, and I guess they lost their social media account. Oh, oh well. Um, wow. It's the Chinese one. I forget the name of it. But yeah, they lost. It's like Chinese Facebook. Is They lost their account. Dang. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. So the, they so this is developed and released in China? Uh, no, developed in Taiwan. Oh, okay. Who has a very complicated relationship yeah, yeah, yeah. with China. My, yeah. They say we're a country. China Me. says, no, you're us. Uh, so it's it, basically that going on. It depends how extreme these this punishment could be for them if more comes of this. Yeah. Maybe maybe I shouldn't have done that. I don't know. And the Verge article is interesting because it's talking about how Steam is trying to spread into China. They're trying to do a Chinese. Yeah. You can access Steam in China, but they want a Chinese-specific Steam there. Right. Uh, and so this might hurt that. Yeah, uh, that's true. It's, it's kind of like... I don't know if it's funny or not, but like to me, that's like interesting. This mm. is like this is so weird. I think the thing that stands out for me, and that might be needing more information, is it just seems so random. It's like there's no other directive, you know, comments on any other you know, political leader or really anyone else, like in China or something. Like it, it, it's, it, yeah, it, it's not from a specific character. But one thing, if the character in the game is kind of like Cartman on South Park, where like when he does something offensive, it's like, well, Cartman said that, we didn't say that. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's not even like a character is saying this, or you learn like who fashioned that object, and it's like, oh, well, that guy. That's like the whole point of this game is that it's very anti-establishment. It's like maybe someone's in prison trying to escape or something. At least like if the world surrounding this kind of made sense, but this seems like such a random. Or if the game was like Postal, if it was just some weird, goofy, silly game. That's like, yeah, you think that's the worst? I'm trying to be offensive. There might be things that are less offensive politically, but there are things that are more severe just in bad taste than that. But to have, like they said, this horror game that is trying to tell a story, it's like, why would you you possibly try to, like, trip up on something like that? Jones, sometimes sometimes you just want to poke the bear. (laughs) Poke the the bear. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Hey, do you think like we're, do you think we're gonna get downvoted? Jeez. Okay, all right, mm, yes. maybe. Like, because the thing is, like, Probably. I I actually don't believe that there were that many uh, a, people in China and across and around this whole planet who were offended by this. I think that a lot of them are bots or paid people sure. from sure. the government of China that says like lock this thing down. Sure, it's crazy to think yeah, that you can I mean, weaponize. Way it's, Go ahead. Yeah, it, it like. 
it's like saying you can't make a political cartoon, right? In, in, in a similar fashion. Mm -hmm. It's yeah, it's one of those kinds of things, and it's and it's weird because like you're saying, it's a it's a poster, but it's some so it's like one of those. It's not a it's a talisman. It's a voodoo doll. We should look at it as. Okay, but uh, but I mean, it is like a you're saying it is like something hanging on the wall, right? Yes. Yeah. So I mean, it's essentially the, it's something that people that recognize what it is would recognize it, and other people probably wouldn't. Mm -hmm. So. Oh, and I should say it's that like the artist trying to be sneaky, like get his jab in. Their defense was that uh, they were just copying uh, 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 lingo. What am I? Uh, cool slang? lingo. Phrases? Slang. Thank you, Ian. Sure. Copying slang, and so they just like copied and pasted some slang as placeholder stuff and just forgot about it. But yeah, blood. I'm more inclined to think that somebody who's just making assets is making a bad joke. Um, and I guess I'm kind of on the side of like taking it out in that. I don't know. I mean, this is the story of your game forever, regardless. Mm -hmm. Like, just whatever that artist did, like, that's the devotion story from now on. You're that game, and then we'll, we'll play it and see if it's scary or not, you know? Yeah, I think it's it's weird because it's one of those things where it's, like, trying to be sneaky rather than actually being direct. Kind of, Yeah, like you're saying, it makes it more of a distraction than, like, you're actually making a statement. Yeah, and I mean, that's what a lot of the people who were making negative comments were saying. It's like, hey, like, I don't care that you call him Winnie the Pooh, but like, why did you put that political message in, in my game. scary game? I yeah. And well, I just don't know if those are real people or paid people. I can't tell. <laughs> I mean, if it was like, the weird thing to me is like, it's two things mixed together, right? Because it's the Winnie the Pooh thing. It's like, okay, that's just a guy's ego, whatever. But there's also like that curse yeah. Attached to it, which yes. makes it more like insidious and. Directed. Right. I'm glad that I found that one article yeah. because I think it does add to it. I, they have to. Because, like, if it's out, just yeah. some guy's ego, I'm like, whatever, man. But uh -huh. if it's like you're cursing a guy, it's like, oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. Shouldn't have done that. Shouldn't have done that. Shouldn't have done that. Okay. Uh, I want to get in one more uh, segment before we do love and respect. Uh, it's something I've been thinking about. Uh, so the segment's called Just Ask the Comments. Uh, because. Uh, we have very knowledgeable people knowledgeable people in the comments, believe it or not. There are people who know something about everything. And so this, I want to pose a question to them that I'm unqualified, and maybe the panel is unqualified to answer. So here we go. Here we go, panel. You can still hop in on this and give me your feelings. I actually want them. We had a lot of games that were very poorly reviewed recently. You know, we got Crackdown. Uh, we had Jump Force. Uh, Anthem. Just stinky. Stinky, stinky reviews. Below 70. Like, they're in the 60s. Um, that's pretty unusual, but here's what I understand, right? We talk a lot about video games having a certain amount of time, uh, a certain amount of production budget, and a certain amount of advertising budget. And so when a game fails or succeeds, we mostly look at those three things. And the uncomfortable conversation I want to have with the people who leave comments is about talent, developer talent. I want to know how much of a success or failure talent means in terms of developing a game. I want to believe that there are people out there who know how to design a level better, who know what a gun should sound like and better than other people, and, and who know what like a double jump should feel like better than other people, you know? And I just don't know what that is. Because I think like for most of the time we do have compassion for all developers, right? We're like, oh, the game, you got a 60 because you didn't have enough time. You should have had more money. EA should have given you more money. But at one, at one point, I wonder just like, were they not talented? Are, are they bad? Hmm. And like, I want to I wanna know how developers feel out there, how people like closer to this industry feel out there. Um, 
Because I just think, I think of like athletes, right? And like we, we don't, when a bad team loses, we don't blame them, right? It's just like, well, they don't, they don't have the talent. They don't have the people on that team. And so it's not necessarily like, oh, you put out a bad game. All of, I don't know. It's not, it's not like it's your studio's fault, but it's like you don't have a, like Kevin Durant. You don't have that guy. You don't have a Kevin Durant on your team. You're not going to make something that exceeds expectations. And so I want to ask them. I want to ask the, ask the comments. How do you all feel? <laughs> okay. where they I'm respond. glad I'm asking okay, the comments. No, great. I meant to okay. the panel. How do you all feel? Uh, I, whenever I try to uh, try, whenever I review a game, yeah. I always consider what I'm experiencing versus what they tried to do. Like, what, 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 was, what was the point of this? You know, like, what was the effort? What was the goal? What was, yeah. the, like, the pitch meeting like? And what did they try to achieve? Uh, and as somebody who did review Crackdown 3, it was like, oh, they tried to achieve this. Okay, I don't know why this game didn't come out five years ago. Like, I don't know why it was taking so long when this is what we got at the end of the day. Um, and I think with something like Jump Force, it's like, well, you got all the characters in there, so probably like the majority of the work was done lawyer with lawyers. You know, <laughs> actually trying to figure out like, can we get this person in? Where like on the back end, maybe they looked at this game and they're like, yeah, it doesn't control that great, but like, is that the biggest selling point? So do we need to necessarily work that hard? Yeah. Uh, and with Anthem, it's clearly it did, you know needed way more time uh, to to get you know because it what it lacked in the general design of the game and the content that's provided right out of the gate, which is very typical of any, you know, Destiny clone, anything, anything that's, that's like that uh, design, this game needs to function. <laughs> you know, it's like if it doesn't work and it's kind of thin on content, that's a, that's a bad launch. Like, that's just, that's uh, shooting yourself in both feet. So I want to ask, though, like, is Spider-Man's lead animator better than Crackdown 3's lead animator? Is that person more talented or did they have a bigger team, bigger budget, more time? You know, that's what I'm most curious I just, about. Like, I don't know what tools they there's, had. There's yeah. no, yeah, I don't know that there's any good way to com- compare them because it's a direct comparison. We're I, comparing baseball think, teams, man. I think an easier thing you could compare, besides, because I do think the talent thing is a, is a legit question, mm-hmm. but I think uh, design choices is another kind of wrinkle to this. Like, yeah, big time. And and like, uh, what is it? Uh, diminishing returns or like uh, risk reward kind of thing, where it's like you've gone too far, like. Clearly somewhere, like take Anthem, for example, somewhere down the line they made the design decision to try to do two different games at the same time, and that was a bad choice. And, like, that's just what happened. And, like, at a certain point you can't bail out from that probably, and you just diminishing returns. You're like, all right, put it out, you know? And if choice-making is a talent, I think that's also a huge thing that weighs in as well, if, if that yeah. makes sense. It totally yeah, the, does. yeah, the direction level, yeah, basically. Because yeah, it's like the the artists on Anthem clearly did a great job. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's yeah. guys Sounds? working on... Oh, yeah. Music? Yeah, the, the guys working on like really a lot good. of the, the combat abilities and stuff. That seems great. Like, even the, the writers probably were, were pretty well, you know, competent. But whenever it came to, okay, how does all this stuff fit together... How do we take all of these pieces and make them one whole? Then it's like, well, uh, I don't know. Yeah. And, and again, I come back to like, what do you have to do? It's like, should Spider-Man move really well? Yeah. You know, like there are expectations leading into that yeah. that he should. And not only that, but you have 
film, cartoons, the comics, obviously, previous games. You have so much reference point to b- jump off of from Absolutely, what yeah. should he do? You know, yeah. like when he releases one web and goes for the second, you know, it's like where where do we even begin to, to research yeah, what I mean, that could possibly look like and how fluidly he should move through that? Maybe I should have said that. like Red Dead, you know, insane animations, right? Like, sure. But again, same thing with Red Dead. GTA, you're used to characters moving really fluidly. You're used to cinematic, you know, the game kind of being like, this is the game, this is the cinema. Not that much difference between the two. Yeah. Whereas with Crackdown, it's like, do people care? Does anyone, anyone playing that game? Game right now, they're like, I wish I had more emotes, or yeah. like, I wish I had, you know, like, I so just don't. That I don't think the demand level. is that much, right. which is what I love about reviewing games. Is that like I've never sat down to review a game and been like, oh, I have the same opinion about this is the exact same opinion as I do about some other game. Yeah, there's always like, well, does the character known or not? Is it have I played yeah. this franchise before? Is this a new IP? Right. All games can't have the same criteria. Yeah, I absolutely agree with that. Well, but again, like when you talk about somebody's raw talent versus direction and management, it's. Like even, I mean, you you kind of bring up morale a lot, you yeah. know, with our company. Like, if you're in a place where the morale is stinky, yeah, you're not gonna do as good of work as in a place where we get to make Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Let's just go for it, you know. So right. it's it, I, yeah. I always think about Kingdoms of Amalur. I always come back to that because it's such a weird project. Because I remember when we first found out about that, and I couldn't even tell you like the names associated with it now. But it was Ari Salvatore, maybe wrote that, yeah. and. Uh, uh, Spawn McFarland didn't he design all the characters and that sounds yeah. familiar. They just he kept throwing all these names out. It was like, yeah, it was like yeah, the yeah. Avengers, like whoa, yeah. you know, and like <laughs> it was like this can't be bad because look at all these amazing people. But it's like the more I thought about it, like wait, have these people worked together before? And mm-hmm. how much are they even coming in and showing up to the office for this? And so just because you get the best people, it doesn't necessarily mean you'll get Insomniac and like that just has to be a really tight unit even if you have a game that didn't sell as well as Sunset Overdrive but they screwed it with the demo yeah extremely creative really fun game to play and so I think when you have companies that continue Naughty Dog that just keep you know, going after their strongest passions as opposed to like Xbox being like, make crackdown. And yeah. They're like, uh. Yeah, that's the last thing I want to ask our audience, uh, people, uh, is like Naughty Dog, I wonder if they're the Warriors. I wonder if you want to be on that team so you know you're making good games, right? Like you want to, like you want to knock it out of the park. You want to not get a game that's got a 60 on Open Critic, or if most designers don't care. If it's like, I'm just, I'm doing my art, I'm having a good time. I'm really curious about these things. So next week, I will uh, pull some comments and we'll uh, hopefully have some okay. insight into that cool. discussion. Ha yeah. uh-huh, you're not going to be there for that. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. uh, it's now time for Love and Respect. Love and Respect. Got to start. This is, here we go. All right. Uh-oh. I wanted to express some gratitude. On the afternoon of February 14th, I was working on a car in my garage. My two youngest boys, two and four, were inside napping as I got the car jacked up and removed the front passenger tire. Moments later, the jack failed and tipped over, causing the car to fall. It fell onto my right foot. I was trapped and alone. Thankfully, I had my phone and I was able to call 911. The other thing I had was my laptop playing the EZA podcast. As I waited for the ambulance, the podcast kept me grounded and away from completely freaking out. I had something normal and familiar during a traumatic event. Wow. A few men from the fire department arrived shortly uh, uh, by a pair of EMTs who proceeded to take me to the hospital. Also, my mom, who came to hang out with the boys as I went to the ER where my wife uh, met me. In the end, I now have three broken bones in my right foot and am incredibly lucky I wasn't worse. 
I wanted to say thank you for helping to keep me calm in an otherwise dire situation. Having something to focus on other than my foot being pinned underneath the weight of a car was extremely helpful. Thank you for what you do. Love and respect. Matt Bolenbach. Oh, my goodness. Bolenbach. Oh, my goodness. Wow. That's a name. P.S. P.S. My diagnosis is good. No surgery. Just a walking boot. And I'm not allowed to walk for 68 weeks. A car? (laughs) It's crazy. Yeah. Man, uh, see that's that you don't realize the responsibility you have, Kyle. What if he literally car falls and he's like, ah, oh, you know, like reaching for the phone and it's like, okay, time for pro strats only, please. He's I like, know. <laughs> <laughs> he's just stuck, <laughs> just more <Yeah>. pain. <laughs> Kyle <laughs> feels himself. He's just oh, like, <laughs> it was in that episode. <laughs> sure it was. He hurts himself more trying to mute the yeah. episode, just banging his ears with a wrench. Um, uh, he also did want everybody to know that he has invested in a floor jack and jack stands. It's nice. not going to happen oh, again. Good. And maybe everyone else should if you're going to be working on a car. Yeah. That stuff scares the heck out of me, man. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty cool. All right. Uh, let's play a game. From the creators of Taylor Swift's song or Halo ship comes another round of either or. <laughs> the game Yay. where you must distinguish video game trivia from seemingly irrelevant topics. Below are 10 names. And for each one, I want you to tell me if it's the title of a finishing move in Street Fighter 4 or an advanced yoga pose. Yes. Adoration and admiration, Grant. Sadly, my yoga expertise is going to help me more than my Street Fighter. All right. I'm excited for that. Here we go. Lifted Thunderbolt. Street, Street Fighter. Street Fighter. Yeah. Although that's it yoga. seems that's like, yoga. yeah, that seems like a catch. Yeah, yeah. Thunderbolt. Yeah, of course, you start with that one. That's a, yeah. We were going to lose that. Okay. Matter what? Dirty Bull. What? Dirty bull. Bull? Bull. Like, uh-uh. Yoga? Yoga. That's Balrog. Oh That's Street Fighter. Uh, We're going to lose all of these, yeah. man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Shout of Earth. Street Fighter. Yoga. 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 Street Fighter. Oh, uh, got one. Blanca. Got one. Blanca does <laughs> Shout his? of Earth. Yeah, no idea why. <laughs> 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 King Pigeon. Yoga. 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 Nice, everybody. That's yoga. Okay. Destroyer of the universe. <laughs> it has to be Street Fighter. Street Fighter. Please be yoga. I'll go yoga. It's I yoga. Should... Yeah, oh it's yoga. What yoga class is it? I know. I gotta do that pose. I gotta find that pose. Like super villain. That's, that's the way you want to feel at the end of yoga, Brad. <laughs> yeah. That's where you want to be. Destroyer of the universe. Yes. Okay. You, you can feel that you're. The, you, you I've know, done yoga. You can jokes. do anything. No, I'm, just, I'm not. Yeah. Dude, hot yoga. Accusing you. Yeah, hot yoga is brutal. Sucks. You pass out doing that. Whoa, Destroyer of the Universe looks hard. Describe <laughs> it to us. Don't show us, but describe yeah, yeah. it. Uh, I mean, if this is correct, it's it's like a warrior's pose um, where you have one hand on the ground, one foot on the ground, and then the other foot, your other foot and shin is behind your head pointing upward. Your foot and your other hand are pointing straight upward behind your head that the foot is. So if you can do that, there's nothing you can't do. Yeah. You know? So you walk yeah. out and you feel... It looks gnarly. It looks like that's that's like your black belt. It looks like yeah. that's the last thing you I can learn. ask for a raise. Yeah. I can do anything. <laughs> Corkscrew cross. Street fighter. Street fighter. Yoga. Ian? Uh, street fighter. That's street fighter. That's Dudley. <laughs> Corkscrew oh, cross. Yep. Oh, Dudley. Burning dance. Yoga. 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 Don't you say Dalzine to me. That's Street Fighter. Oh, uh, sea Viper has that one. Oh, oh okay. Yeah, it's tough. Nightmare Booster. Street Nightmare Fighter. Booster? Street, Street, Street Fighter. Fighter. Yeah, do you know who, which character? Nightmare Booster had Q. 
M. Bison? M. Bison. M. Bison. Did you just oh, say M. Bison at the same time? I, I would like to point out that I got that. You okay? got that. That's fair. You I was absolutely got I was that. A, like a half a second yes. behind you, but yes. yeah, I. Because mm-hmm. of those psycho powers. Well, I was just trying to yeah. think like what are like the truly evil, dark characters, and yeah, like they're all kind of salvageable in some way. Yep. Jones? Like Zangief, like love Zangief. You earned that, dude. Just likes to wrestle bears. Yeah. <laughs> Megaton Press. Street Fighter. Street Fighter. Yoga. Yoga. E Honda. Street Fighter. Close. Uh-huh. Hugo. Okay. Yeah. Big boy. I think I said close because they're both charge characters. Uh, Danu Rasana. Yoga. Yoga. Street Fighter. Sure, Dolph. Yoga. Oh, that'd be so. Do you know it? It is Yoga. You said that with such certainty. Well, that's what they're all called. Danu Rasanas. Yeah. What is that? I don't remember, but I will share a tiny anecdote. Please. That we had an away meeting one time. We never had another one of these again, but we went to, to not San Diego, but where's all the golf courses? The, Florida. No, in Southern California. Where's Palm the, Springs. Palm Springs, sorry. We went to Palm Springs. We had an away meeting for game trailers. We were going to pitch everything we were going to do for the next year. And this was like peak Viacom. This is why we were making tons of money. So we were like, <laughs> had this whole away thing. We got yoga the night after we all got trashed like at the bar. So we're all just hungover doing yoga. And this was the most, of all the times I've done yoga, I've never had a teacher more into it as far as like they're not actually saying like the English terms, like they're just practically half the time speaking another language. Mm-hmm. And this was just the wrong crowd <laughs> to do, to bring that kind of intensity to mm-hmm. the wrong kind of yoga teacher. That's what my So when you said that, I'm like, like, I've heard, you know, Havasamasakasamana. And you're like, what did you just say? Darasana's the bow pose. You look like a bow, bow Ooh. and arrow. Sold. Uh, Jones, do you remember an idea that came up in that meeting? <laughs> in the meeting before? Uh, I don't. On YouTube? Yeah. I don't specifically. Yeah. Well, that was not the people <laughs> in that room. Those yeah. people were probably all pro YouTube. That was Man. that was a different way. You know, those people live in Palm Springs and made that decision. I got to see a few of those. Those were nuts. The Viacom, all hands Viacom meetings. Mm-hmm. Like, it wasn't I, that. Though. No, it was a, just game trailers. Okay, yeah. got you. Because like what I remember, Jones, is that like... Another thing on the beach, uh, maybe it was like closer to Malibu. It was insane that we were even on the beach in the first place. Uh, uh, they were like in this big conference room and talking about how comedy is the new rock and roll. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. We I find that youths that uh, associate more with comedy than musical acts. So Comedy Central is going to make us a lot of money. It was so weird, dude. I, I remember, descri- not to pat myself on the back, but I remember, I mean, this is true for all of us at the time. I remember they were describing, like, here's our preferred consumer. Like, here's the average consumer. And this is, again, Nickelodeon, Paramount, MTV, like, all of those properties. And, like, the more they were describing it, I just looked at the people at their table, and they're like, this is us. <laughs> like, yeah. they're describing literally me. And yeah. I was like, cool. <laughs> I don't have to think that hard, I guess. <laughs> what's weird is that kind of is true. I think none of us make an attempt to be cool on a podcast, right? We're not trying to be rock stars. Totally, bro. We're yeah. not like, is that Except weird? For Ian. Like, I do yeah. think that comedy has become an aspect of this generation's cool personality. Share with this cool mic. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'll be way sadder if I have an unfunny podcast than I do, like, an uncool podcast, you know? Totally. Yeah. My favorite thing about those old Viacom All Hands when I was around is how GT would be lucky if we got, like, a logo in there. Mm-hmm. Or like mentioned at all like they in would just mind. like yeah. breeze by or not even mention game trailers right. the last couple uh, oh, company meetings nothing to do with our topic that we just talked about hey there allies I'd like to bring to your attention Dota Auto Chess oh, oh dude I was talking yeah. about this at a party the other day this. okay great I'm happy because it seems I'm, crazy it's new to me a Chinese Dota 2 custom game 
which rose in popularity at the start of 2019, is now not only the most popular custom game in the client, but has reached upwards of 250,000 concurrent players, almost half of Dota's usual players online. Wow. To put that into perspective, the next most popular custom game averages about 600 concurrent players. Whoa. The only thing relating to chess is the 8x8 boards it takes place on instead of its uh, turn-based Instead, it is a turn-based strategy game that pits you against seven other players in round after round of resource management action. That's what Jones was looking for. Um, <laughs> there are rumors of standalone versions already in development. Could this be the next Counter-Strike or Dota? Do custom games still have the ability to grow into fully-fledged titles in this day and age? Love and respect. Anthony Zaylor. Totally. Ian, what's your experience? What was happening at that party? Uh, I, I was just talking with some people in the development space and they were talking about gushing about uh, Dota Auto Chess and trying to explain it to me. So it seems like you draft your players uh, from Dota characters and then they go onto the board and I believe they fight automatically and you're just managing resources and picking players and stuff. I haven't tried it yet, but Hmm. it seems kind of nuts. It reminded me of uh, Battle Chess uh, from back in the day. But there's like no chess movement. Unclear. I'm not sure. Okay. This like it's mm. it's cool to me that I mean like that is how Dota started, right? That's a yep. Warcraft three mod. Yep. Um, and so like uh, this whole genre pops out of that. Uh, I have no reason to doubt that there is no that that uh, Valve is not working on this game, a, a, a formal version of this game. Sure. Why yeah. not? I don't yeah. think Valve would game. be doing it. I think the people who developed yeah, this whoever. would be doing yeah. it. Oh. Yeah. But then they can't make money off of it. Sure. If they make their own standalone one, sure they could. Oh, got you. So it won't have the Dota characters. Right. Oh, then I hope so. It would be auto chess. Don't you think Valve also will be doing that? Yeah, maybe, but they'll be three years late. Because here's what else I know is like this game is way more successful than their dumb card game. Than Artifact? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like this this game that some fans developed uh, is more popular than their. Is it fair to say it's Hearthstone like Artifact? It's a card game. I mean, I've seen some. It looks different, but okay. it's a card game. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just you think- have like three boards at a time in Artifact. It seems nuts. Whoa. Yeah. Wow. So there are waves of NPCs, and after the 10th wave, or after the initial wave, uh, random, you'll get one random player of the seven opponents participating in the game each wave. Man, this looks fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah, sold. And mm. so, yeah, when you when you ask if there is a future, I totally think there is. Yeah, I mean, oh, yeah, totally. Warcraft Three is still going to have like make p- custom th- stuff. Um, I don't know, Jones. Do you think there will be a new genre to come out of Dreams? To come out of Dreams? Yeah. Will, oh, there, will Dreams I mean, make a new genre? I'm not gonna, some sort of I'm game not like this. I'm not going to put my chips on the table in uh-huh. that in that area, but I think yeah, it's totally possible. People are just looking for good ideas, and you you never know where that stuff's going to come out of. And I think the one thing that's really fun about this is. A lot of times, you know, it's a kind of the same way with screenplays where it's like if you do an elevator pitch, and you're like, I got an idea for a movie. It's like, give me the movie. I don't give me a screenplay or get out of here. Like, I don't, you know, mm-hmm. like I, everybody's got ideas. I got 10,000 ideas. And it's like, you just, I need to know that you can actually pull this off. You can actually write characters that are believable. You can actually like, you know, finish a script, finish a book, you know, or create a pilot, you know, for a TV show or, or a, a, a Something that's you know lays out what the TV show is going to be like, and so if you if you've proved it already, if you're like I've made the game, look, I just need my own IP, I need you know a company to come publish it, I need designers to create new characters, but the idea itself is not only a good idea that I've been able to kind of 
you know, have the freedom to adjust and change and not have a whole development team breathing down my neck and not have, you know, all these responsibilities. I can just kind of goof around with this. Here's why I'm at some point. I'm digging what you're putting down, you know, John. I, I strike gold. Because Hollywood loves comic books. They love comic books because it's an easy way to develop your own intellectual property for dirt cheap. Uh, maybe not dirt cheap, relatively cheap. This is kind of the same thing. An easy way to make your own game, make your own like concept, uh, you know, cheaply. Like you don't have to develop all of those things you just talked about. You have the framework there, and you're modifying it. Yeah, I totally get you, dude. That's what I love about mods and. And these kinds of things where, yeah, it's like it gives you that framework to jump off from and change it if you have an idea. I, it's so cool. It's such it's one of those things where like the constraint of the original thing gives you like creative freedom to go in a crazy direction. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love it. Yeah. It's kind of like what YouTube's done for movies and film where there are kids growing up now that they're like, I don't watch shows. I watch YouTube all the time. It's it. It's the only thing I watch ever, you know, yeah. like. And so it's kind of neat that the same thing's happening with games where it's like a lot more opportunities are coming out there for you to, to take something. And, um, you know, it's like, uh, like Ian's done amazing things in RPG Maker, but it's like that's a, that's a tricky software to learn. Like it does take a while and takes a lot of patience to, to build stuff. And just those like walls coming down yeah. is exciting. Uh, I do have to say when I see RPG Maker games on the PlayStation Network, I'm like, how did, what? So people <laughs> yeah. just... Ian, like people post RPG Maker games on the store. Yeah, they're can, all over Steam. You also, can self-publish. Like, yeah. Oh, I, yeah, I know. I've, my games are all on Itch.io. Oh, okay. I could put them on Steam, but it seems like a pain. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, like, they look crazy. Like, some of them have 3D models and stuff. Oh, it's yeah, like, yeah. What? But they all have the RPG Maker font. I'm like, just change the font. <laughs> <laughs> you can change the font. It's not I don't hard. even. I, I hate that font. And so, like, why do you keep that thing? Everything else. But the greatest turnout would be that this chess game now becomes its own standalone thing, and then gets a mod thing, and then someone makes a game out yeah. of it. Like, I don't yeah. want this ever to end. You yeah. know, like I want keep to, going. Fifty years from now, just to look back and just see this weird. I mean, know, yeah, all these butterflies created. Fifty years from now, none of us are going to own any ideas. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I don't know. We could go in strange directions. Sure. It is now time for bets. Dead or Alive 6 will be released Friday, March 1st. I'm going to look at the top 10 most recent reviews on Open Critic. How many times will I see the word ladies? Jones. Seven. Daniel Bloodworth. Eight. Oh. Bradley Ellis. Two. Ooh, Ooh Brad. Nice. I also Brad said two. Oh. oh, no. Ian. <laughs> Zero. Okay. Oh, wow. Nice. Let me lock those in. Damn. The last one was like 52, wasn't it? <laughs> um, not ladies, but just taking word from a review. Uh, yeah, well, that was uh, uh, Wargroove. Advance. Wargroove and yeah. how many times you see the word advance. Yep. So. Uh, last week's bet was about Anthem, uh, which released, whatever. You know when Anthem released. Uh, how many times would I see, th- or how many names would be in the special thanks section? Now we have to some discussions to do. Let me get all Uh-oh. the bets out of the way. Um, Multiple no. special thanks sections? What's up? Multiple special thanks sections? Kind of. So, Blood, you bet 79. Ben bet 65. Damiani bet 25. I bet 30. Ian bet 32. So here's what happens in these credits. Very long. Um, There is a special thanks header, right? And then there are three subsections under that. Game changers? uh, The people... And those are all usernames, right? Yeah. Uh, Special thanks. And then production babies. Right. And so do we, do we count the special thanks of the special thanks, or do we count all those names? You don't well, count the babies. Production babies aren't a special thanks. But they're in the special thanks section. Yeah, that throws it, that's the biggest thing to throw out for a But loop. it's weird that there's a special thanks within the special thanks It made section. me so mad. 
Why would they do such a thing? <laughs> what the hell? Uh, also, Can you I, imagine whose job that is? What, to do credits? Yeah. It's, that job sucks. Yeah. And making sure every name is spelled correctly? Yeah. Yeah, that's, it's no fun, especially for something that huge. And then you get these weird political things about who should be credited and shouldn't be. And it's mm-hmm. like, yeah. Uh, I do want to thank uh, Orc Corp, who is the person who uploaded a full playthrough and went through the entirety of the credits. The first two times I was watching credits, I was like, nice, nice, nice. And then both people gave up when it got to foreign voice actors. When it was like French language voice actors, they left it. Yeah, so this one person, Orc Corp, thank you so much, stayed for the entire credits. I think it would only count the special thanks because production babies are not a thanks. All right, what other other votes do we have, Jones? Uh, I think, yeah, just take the babies out of it, but you said there's three. So there was like the game changers, then the special thanks. I think the game changers, changers? because it makes sense why they're thanking them. Whereas, like, I don't know why you're thanking the babies. (laughs) They didn't do nothing. I guess if you're keeping the game changers. If anything, they took away from the development, you know what I mean? (laughs) If you're keeping the game changers, just keep it all, I guess. Yeah, that's kind of what 100%. I feel. It's, it's either either just the focus or all. But of I, it. you know, yeah, I don't get a point either way unless you, unless Bossman won it. I feel like you got to do either just special thanks or the whole shebang. Yeah, oh, okay. those are our options right now. Jones. All right, then just special thanks. Yeah. Okay. You two or two? Sure. Sure. Fine me. Okay. So here's how this all worked out. There were are 49 game changers. We're excluding them. There are 39 production babies. We are excluding them. In the special thanks section of the special thanks, there are four entries. What? Uh, HFG Group, who I think is like, does loans, uh, Matthew Harris, Sorrentino's Restaurant Group, and, not capitalized, Coffee. Oh my God! Special thanks to Coffee. Um, so the winner of that maybe, is oh yeah, yeah, maybe it's like extra special thanks, and they they left out the extra. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. So weird. Like Matthew Harris, you're as good as Coffee is. Like, man, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about that. Uh, so Damiani's bet of twenty five is the winning bet. It's closest to four. Whoa! Uh, that brings our score to Scrappy Little Pigs three. Wee! Gorgeous Gorillas three. <laughs> Y'all caught up. I'd like to take this opportunity to tell our entire audience about patreon.com slash easy allies. That's how uh, the easy allies function. Uh, If you are interested in what we do besides this podcast, it is a lot. Uh, It's worth checking out that website. You'll get a better idea of all the things that we do. And also you can see uh, what you would like to do if you want to support us. Uh, For instance, people who uh, give us $5 or more a month get this podcast two days early, as well as many other shows early and they could submit to the weird segments on this very podcast um and i want to make it clear we're on spotify we slipped to number 32 in canada (laughs) i'm not not happy about it i don't want to be number 32 in canada i don't like who took who overtook us who are those two canadian podcasts or i guess any podcast that took my spot (laughs) we used to be 30 we used to be number 30 in Canada, yeah. That's pretty good. That's uh, Ian, that's where we were highest. <laughs> hey, that's pretty good. Canada likes us more than any other country. <laughs> Thanks, Canada. Thanks, Canada. Thanks, Canada. Spotify talking, yeah. Um, uh-oh. <clears throat> I just got an IM. <sighs> Do you know that wizard who hates us? Kyle Sarar? Yeah. Well, um, apparently he's trying to make his own vile video game. So he bought the oh no on every game over from last week. And he bought the 1% double jump. What? No, sorry. He bought the interact button is the same for NPCs. Oh, yes. 
as uh, use an item. He can do that? Yeah, so he's buying all the stuff that we're not, apparently. And he's, he's, buying making, our, he's buying our trash. He's making his own vile video yeah, game. He's buying a grave. That's what he's buying. I, I mean, I think the oh no is pretty good. So every time you die, Jess? Yeah, no, I, I watched the podcast. I cut goes, it, okay? Oh, I cut no. the podcast. I know. We needed to say it five times before we are done with the segment. But uh, I, he's getting all the he's So Costa Ryder has that. He's getting the scraps, though, man. You think those he, are scraps? I yeah. think you made a big mistake. No, 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 See, no, now, no. Jones, now there are stakes to throwing stuff in the pot. I feel confident that we'll pick the best one every week. Okay. Or, yeah, yeah, are you getting soft? <laughs> You're getting soft. And not only that, though, it's like a through line through it. Like, we know what's already bad about the game, and so we want to add things that complement that. Where yeah. it's just like, he's just picking up all of the extras. Question. It's not going to be cohesive. There's not going to be a message. I'm scared of Kasarar. How do you even find my IM screen name? If a Philosophical question. If, yeah. his, if his bad game is not as bad as our bad game, it's worse at being the worst, and does that make it... Better than ours? Uh, evil magic users take pride in creating vile things. Right. Sure. Oh, okay, so, okay. Have you seen yeah. his other games? Evil <laughs> Pork Ryan, Golden Shovel, they're all bad games. They're <laughs> yeah, derivative. Nothing to worry about. Yeah. We're tra- he's trying to make the most vile game. Right. They're derivative, though. <laughs> yeah. Uh, who's sitting in Damiani's seat? It is Brad. You're s- oh, Brad. No, yes, I'm it not is. Prepared. Get prepared. As I explained to you, your spites, rights and responsibilities. Your spites. Your spites. Your spites. <laughs> One of them is a spite. Uh, you get the right and responsibility to share your Twitter handle with the world. You get to promote any Easy Eyes video you'd like to promote. You get the final word on anything you want, disagreed with, uh, want to reiterate, popped into your head, or just want to spite. And you get to sign off with your trademark sign-off. Okay. Uh, you could follow me at BradleyEllis87. Uh, the video I want to promote is being shot tomorrow. Will that be Okay. Yeah. It's going to be uh, Damiani's friend code. They're going to be talking about the Pokemon stuff. Mm. Are you going to be there? No. Oh, no. okay. No. Sure, 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 sure. I'm not that <laughs> huge of a Pokemon fan, so. Yeah. But people will be there. Mm-hmm. So check it out, man. Get some passionate talks from Damiani as an expert. Yep. It's going to be a good time. Um, anything that I don't agree with. Yeah. Winnie the Pooh's a compliment. <laughs> I wish they would just like take it. I would take that compliment gladly. <laughs> you say like, you, I remind you of Winnie the Pooh. Hell yes, I'm all about that. Um, yeah, that's it. Oh, I haven't done the sign off in a long time. Mm-hmm. Profanity warning. <laughs> T- mute it for your children. Plug your ears, Bloodworth. <laughs> what if your foot's trapped under a car? <laughs> uh, do your best. Throw your phone. Throw the phone away, smash your laptop. So, fuck the Republic and fuck the Senate. Fire! They have like this set number of times that they have to keep sneezing. The Easy Allies would like to thank our Patreon podcast producers. We apologize in advance for all the ally names we are about to misspell and mispronounce. Steve Fallon, Car Keys Express, Children's Miracle Network, D Magnet, L Thanis, The Hashcast, Hoag Law, Mango, Sweet Justice, Jojo Denko, Greg Kettering, Accounts Payable, Caleb Crawford, O.M. Hochstetler, Oh Yes Cool Great. Nick, Walker Hope, Sam G, Will Schmuck, Bradley Speeds, Jay Shee, Paolo Costabel, Jake Musser, Richard G. Flowers, Dave Red, Zachary Wingate, Jan Tyson, 
Michael Bisegli, Ken Layer, Professor Metal Gear, Dan Sebring, Corey Jackson, Andrew Reif, Sigma, Tim O'Keefe, Ethan R.C., Mick Roper, Robert Stoffel, Mylene LaPearl Vanass, Damnable Nook, Anti Ataraxia, Ali Cat, Demos Clay, Chum Nguyen, Discarded Digit, Thomas Wigginton Jr., Matthew Pauling, Gino A. Leet, Blue, James Vitt, Jason A. Sackle, Luke Bennett, Candy Coated Thorns, 44 Stars, Jenny Marcula, G. Levin, G. Ken, Jack Dylan Schneider, Michael Wilson, Stephen Thomason, Yasser Kurbushi, Hitman 47, Ryan Anderson, Matthew Brown, Colt Doss, Marcel Giro 17 Froelich, Samsa Stormbomb, Alex AI, XWF Outlaw, Phoenix Doss, Niz Klojgaard, Peter Davis, Rack, John Burns, Flahaven, Brad Lohman, Simon Anderson, Noel Weinstein, Tim Strothman, DRD 7 of 14, Brad Grenz, Todd Yurkovic, Joe Burns, Patrick Chong, Sam Hendrick, Andy Drew, Lars Berger, Jordan Kirk, Stephen Last, Ahmad Naki, The Banana Forklift Killer, Joachim Morovuo, Miguel Rivas, Kelvin Hartanto, Marcel Markov, Joe Frantic, David Wen, Jesper Lawson, Oni Blackmage, Matthew Holcomb, Daryl Schramm, Brent Phillips, Catherine Lai, Gary James, John Santoro, Neuromod, Robert Crouch, Mikhail Aniel, Ulf himself, Jeffrey Ruchtenwald, Rainier Dennis Bautista, Wavering Radiant, Scott Adams, V8 Dave, Leroy Anderson, Ritz 1906, Eric Gustafson, Paul Sway, Fabian Schuster, Toasty Soul, Christian Hundorf, Alex Lavanier, Daniel Fuchs, Tony Knox, I Sun Chore, Forrest, Caleb Ledoux, Mike Hook One, Brian Vilar, Mauricio Fuentes, Token Gamer, Quick Scares, Ian Ladarzik, Brian Foster, The Classiest Hobo, Vokaiser, Madman Kevin, Zinterax, Corey Landega, Unlucky Irish, Modren, Paul Bishop, Sean Smith, Travis Miosi, Carl Williams, Jalen Scott, Jake in Japan, Brandon White, Sean Mackey, Gabriel Aberg, Morpheus, Sean M. Gabaldon, Reed Johnson, Joe Rutsky, Nergal131, Manuel Thomas, Peter Wen, Adam Scherenbrock, Not Jack, Kurzus Stavrogowski, Volker Bach, James Vest, Allison Burt, Ryan Feller, Jesse Ray, Bjornar Haraldsvik, Blake Bonsack, Sean De Almeida, Cisco Ace Jackson Garcia, Kiraz, Robert Oresti, Trizak, Wouter DeHayes, Matthew Holmes, Eric Maynard, Fabian Winkler, General Piet, Leon Keyes, Raymond Lee, Clay Roberts, JC3, Adam Lindsay, Shauna Metz, Todd Paxton, Faraz Rizvi, Andreas Bard, Jared Wheeler, Jeff Easton, Dakota Hayes, Zustick, Don Turner, Misuki211, Alexander Zirianov, Aaron Kirk, Jesse Fish, Paul Nolson, Jason Joint, Edison S. Prada Jr., Alexander Breveglieri, Sarah Wampler, Travis Ng, Ahmad Al-Rashed, Butt Puddin, Tuttle, Furious Action Gamer, Jonathan and Amy Alconis, Stuart Siddall, Michael Schreiber, G-Sif, Mac Reed, Haley Hill, Andrew Stoke, Matt Gunther, There Is No Dana, Only Zool, Evan Ang, Joshua Vanswall, Bites and Brews, 1D10 The Show, Kyle Quintero, Sebastian Trier, Sorellian Grenier, Bonnie and Jason Connor, BBC Chan, Wen Sean, Jeffrey Daniel Lasley, Stephen Walther, Matt, Kevin Camposano, Carlos Zuniga, Diggles, Ryan Cohen, Ibrahim Sozer, Roki Oat, Momo Rashid, Rickard Enbaum, Michael Clendenan, Bread Roll Art, Sean German Efficiency Clinton, 
S Snake 24, Lee Young, Timo Yeager, Lindsey Wells, Hayden Hargraves, Kalgareff, Eddie Reisner, Chase Caldwell, Paulkin Stirs and Stirs, Nicholas Kroboff, Barry, Mikey Mizek Novak, Richard A. Paskvin, Joey Din, Luca Martini, Adam Henry, Chris Hall, Ms. Racy, Beautiful Kai, Sean Rowe, Caffeine Rage, David Kennedy, Durgesh Patel, Michael Lay, Kenneth Proceus, Mike Calvi, Gary Fair, Anthony Daniel Galvin, Toro DK, Daniel Wong, Hadi Ali, Jamison Anderson, Vincent Foliat, Hutchitron, Ahab, Neobear, Sebastian Olson, Matthew Migler, Santiago Carrillo, Alex Glass, Junior Motomura, Delisi, Mithers Strongbeard, Daniel Data, Nycrypt, Alan Griffin, Mons Anderson, Ivan Skogheim, Jai Aldiar, Morgan Wirth, Sam Sorensen, Awesome Express, Shahir Khan, Matt Ferguson, Vishal Singh, Daniel Solorzano, Felipe Aguilera, William Heaney, Christer Lundmark, Tim Mann, Chris the Pianist, Michelle Nubb, Michael Stevens, Sandra and Richard Acero, Andrew Smith, Battleox, Tiana Salazar, Randy Blakely, Christian Sanabria, Pablo Rodriguez, Matthew Colomb, Jordan Phillips, Mick Malloy, Philip Klarskov Jensen, Sun Pham, David Amaro, Alex Monaco, Arthur Henrique Chinaglia, Zach Kaczynski, Jameson Lapine, Nuno Amaral, David Boyarski, Rahiv Maharaj, Ryan Wagner, Pete Cerny, Multi Johnny, Joachim Wiederberg, Christopher Santis, Andreas Coter, Egg Stravaganza, Gali Gutierrez, Chris LaRue, The Fatty Show, Tender Brew, Jason Shields, Rickster EXE, Mohanad Saber, Sud Almasafer, Stephen Cassell, Remy Loisel, Michael Kozachenko, Michael Bologna, Pete Shoemaker, Repus Edud, Irvin De La Torre, Max Harms, Straw Hat Ninja, Cyberboa, Christoph Atui, Azazel Valkyrie, G.W. Fox, Alexander McEachern, Jeffrey Marillo, Mazrim Tain, Chris Bennett, Liam Ahern, Crediar, Jesse Vitelli, A Pack of Puppies, V. Cura Ray, Tristan Howard, Jason I, Ranka Q, Sean Cornett, Jeremiah Snowden, Materia Addict, Robert I, Will Arrowwood, Tyler Wallace, Blastermaster, Gustav Strombaum, Christoph Packlinger, Nefertiti Jenkins, Malcolm Moschette, Adam, Cal, Joel Olson, Quinn Riley, Robert Ori Einerson, Christopher Donnelly, Michael Rebelato, Matt Karwaski, Patrick, Logan Young, Trevor Thomas, Toby D. Schneider, Matthias Clare, Self-Imposed Illegitimate Child, Joel Short, Marco Hernandez, Magnus Rasmussen, Rob Vedvik, Clinton Hayes, Chad Ball, Seyun Kim, Struggler, Beetlehorn, Randall Crittenden, Jose Gutierrez, Tense George, Dominic Brown, Sal Ramon, Chad McIntosh, Bunny Chen, Isaac Swanson, Joey and Kate, Raymond Chow, Kari Carson, Ian Anderson, Zahid Hosseini Karami, Dan Pan 16, C.S. Lewis, Oro Gacino, Splontot, Jana, Roy Sung, Marius Smith, Kim Monk Vonderleith Hagensen Petersen, Colin Hoyleman, Reed Marlett, Thorfkin, Jethrin, Max His Shame Terman, Shanley Ladia, Rerun, Linson Wu, Luis Ibarra, Philip Higdon, James Brown, Max Cannon, Spencer Stevens, Supernova Smith, Oman Al, Russell Bateman, BM5, Richard Gunther, Jesse Blue, Ivan Ponce, Jay Potter, Christopher A. Butler, John Prey, Sean Essen, Sebastian Urban, Matt Ford, Marco Zanone, Alec Church, Culinary Stud.